So a good friend of mine told me one time, once that arrow's gone, it's gone. Wherever it lands, it's where it lands. That good friend of mine was Neil. How's it going, Neil? How you doing, Ross? Good. Doing good. Let's talk some trad today. So, yeah. Um, not initially how I got into archery, but uh, it's something that I do enjoy and I love quite a bit. You're the only free-curve longbow shooter I know. So, so basically, when I met people who shot traditional, um, they saw me with a compound bow. Okay. And uh, basically started making fun of me. You know, just joking around, having fun. You know, shooting the wheelies. Got the training wheels. Right. And I eventually picked up one of uh, a gentleman's bow by the name of Noah. And uh, he let me use his bow. And I instantly fell in love with it. Really? And uh, So what's different, you know, because a lot of folks don't know what the difference is but what's different between a compound and a recurve or a longbow i would say difference between recurve longbow you know anything that's traditional style um between a compound is you know it's just a stick and a string just a stick and a string no sights your sights are people always have like this stigma of like how do you shoot a tree uh, a trad bow so there's multiple different ways and the, you know, biggest way of difference between, like, using a sight and your own eyes and, like, throwing a, a fastball at a catcher, you know, um, is one way to do it, like, instinctively, like, throwing okay. something. And I used the term instinctively, um, I believe, on the last episode, we were talking about the Genesis bows, and it's the same idea. Well, the, I think the Genesis bows, they, they aim a little bit more. Okay. Um, I mean... I mean, that's what I would think you would do because mm-hmm. you're shooting more of a, a modern style of bow right. for kids you know, right. to use. But instinctively, is like looking at looking at a target, pulling back that string, and just letting it go. That is instinctively shooting. Um, that's what I would consider it. Okay. As for another way to aim point on with a, a trad bow, uh, is they call gap shooting. And it's kind of like the same way of instinctively shooting. But you are looking at your target, and your arrow is a bit lower than what you're looking at. Because you have rise on your arrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you kind of like gap it. And the more you shoot, the more you understand it. Um, That's one way. Okay. So that's another way that's a lot different. Uh Uh-huh. Holding weight is another thing. Right. Yeah, because there's no let off on a recurve or a longbow. No. None at all. And when... As I was showing you earlier today, mm-hmm. um, when you pull back that bow, you're holding that weight. Right. So when a bow says like it's 50 pounds at 28 inch draw, you know some people might pull back further, which is going to stack the bow. Sure. And it's going to get you know much more heavier. Is it more efficient to do that? Um, to max it out? Well, if you can, if you can pull max length of the bow, mm-hmm. the faster it'll go for sure. Okay. And especially if you're hunting, that's good. Right. Um, and then for me personally, like if a bow says 50 at 28, well, my draw is like 26. So I'm shooting maybe 48, 47. Right. Okay. So you're holding that, you're holding it. You're looking at your target rather than you pull back a bow on a compound or string back on a compound and you're like, uh, 70 pounds. Oh, wait, Ooh. <laughs> I'm 
holding like 10 pounds. This is amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, folks, we've been down at Desert Archery all day today. Just shooting. Yeah, we so. had a little bit of fun. I wanted uh, Ross to, to see what, what it's like. I mean, I'm sure he's picked up a bow here and there when he's here, but right. um, just to feel what I feel and aim. And, and it sucks. <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just fun. We're shooting out a little three spot and a little piggy weed by the name of Pete here. Yeah, yeah. Pete's, Pete's pretty famous. He's, he's pretty famous. So I drew back on a little javelina and uh, twelved it. It's nice. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about 3Ds here in a minute because Neil, Neil does do a lot of competitions. Um, when people think of trad boat trad is a term in the archery world it's tradition stands for traditional shooting traditional bows uh recurve and long bows um obviously and that that term too can it's like it's thrown around a lot right right you can shoot wooden arrows you can shoot carbon arrows right what is allowed that you you know if it's a self bow or a long bow or a modern day long bow it's just like there's so many like different variations right and i'm not going to get biblical or anything like that but in in history in all seriousness um today we aren't shooting anything different that i know of that they wouldn't have shot maybe a metal riser maybe a metal riser yeah um but the the wood bows are the same they've been built the same for the last how many years thousands i have no idea probably they did it back in uh Egypt, so... Yeah, they had them in Egypt. Right? So, Even further behind that. Yeah. Probably, what is that, Mesopotamia then? Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> this is not an archaeology I mean, type. <laughs> <laughs> Historical. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't a history podcast. Um, but no, seriously, and a lot of people don't realize that. You know, is there options for, for um, laminated limbs? Yes, there is. Yeah. Is there options for aluminum risers yes there is or aluminum frames risers are you know obviously where you put your hand um is there options for those in in 2020 sure there is but neil yours is all wood yeah i started with a wooden bow yeah um very simple you know everybody's like when somebody's asking to like get into shooting a recurve or you know i shoot a modern day longbow um, but just recurve in general, they I just always say, you know, pick up a Samick Sage and it's a wooden riser. Yep. With they're usually a three piece. So mm-hmm. you bolt on the, the limbs. And that's I have one of those, but it's from a different company named uh Southwest Archery. Right. Um, same bow, looks exactly the same. Um and that's like that's it. That's and wood. I've I've heard that Sam I've heard about Sammy Sage bows forever as long as i can remember um whoops um and i had an uncle that had one too so but uh, but yeah so you just went recently to a competition didn't you um well i didn't do a competition well i did uh for my barebow recurve style of yeah. shooting i did uh-huh. a competition yeah how'd um, that go so that was the the outdoor uh, Arizona State Outdoor. Okay. And uh, so for the bare bow recurve style of shooting, uh, we shoot fifty meters or fifty four fifty five yards, and it went okay. 
Um, I beat my previous scores. I'm nowhere near where I would like to be. Um, that'll be next year. Okay. Um, I have some place to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but that went well. Um, I shot with uh, a gal, uh, Melody Richards, and she just recently made the 2021 um, USA Archery team. Dang. So it was kind of neat, like her perspective on giving, like, coach me sometimes and, right. and seeing what I'm doing. And, and I, I did good. I, I did good for myself. Right on. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then the Friday before that, I went up to Vegas to shoot, and I did an indoor shoot, and that was the virtual um, indoor shoot for USA Archery. Okay. And I shot my average. I did 247, I think it was, um, which is all right. I mean, so obviously in Vegas three-spot style, a 300 is the best you can get. But what's a good score or an excellent score with a recurve? An excellent score for indoor archery at 18 meters. Um, we shoot a single spot uh, that's at 40 centimeters. People are pushing 275s to 280s now. Okay. And that is phenomenal. That's top top of the line. That's that's your big namers. Recently, a young kid, I think he's in Sweden, um, is posting 280s, 285s. Leo, he's amazing. Wow. Um, he's, he's the next generation, you know what I mean? Right. Um, me, if I get a 250 in a tournament-type setting where I'm on the line with other archers, your heart's pumping. Right. You know, you have that, that feeling. If I get a 250, I'll be very happy. Right. I'm not the best, but I love shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know, only progress. Right. And that's I, – I, I said this in the first episode – and I'll probably repeat it a hundred more times. Um, archery's awesome. But you have to find what you want to do. Right. If you want to hunt, if you want to 3D shoot, if you just want to punch paper, you know, if you want to grab a recurve and stick in a string. I mean, I we literally, you and I, could have summed the whole podcast episode up in about two minutes. <laughs> It's a stick and a string and figure it out. Yeah, right. That's basically what uh, that's what I did. But we're not we're not those kind of guys. So, but uh, but yeah, for what you like to do, like just to reiterate on that, it's like I picked up a bow to to change my state of mind. Um, I say archery saved my life, mm-hmm. and you know I got a compound. I came to Desert Archery when uh, Stuart was here with us. And picked up a compound, fell in love with it. Like I said earlier on the podcast, um, met some gentlemen, pick up a recurve, and I just <clears throat> fell in love with it. And we were just shooting at, you know, targets. Doesn't matter what it was. We had like little stuffed animals out there, and we played games like who would get uh-huh. closer. And that just led to okay, maybe I'll start shooting some competition. You know, I'm I'm enjoying this. Yeah, and compete. Yep. And that's when, you know, the indoor type shooting and 3D start shooting, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to go do that. Right. Right. I, I can't emphasize enough how much I enjoy shooting 3Ds. Um, I wish I did it more. I wish I was better at it. Um, but it's it's all about time, you know. Yeah, exactly. 
like I I've like the 2020 year was for me to shoot all the 3D archery shoots that were for you know tournament setting right um, but you know with the the COVID happening a lot of those got canceled and that'll just be pushed to next year and um, I did shoot a few of them like for um, score but not many like the big one here in town that we always have is the VSA mm-hmm. um, shoot which is the veteran sportsmen's um, alliance and uh, the Kingman shooters put it on and that usually happens always in August and right. that was just like I miss that so much because it's so much fun yeah shooting about like what was it like 60 targets indoors is amazing yeah super fun yep that was the first 3D shoot I actually did I, I just bought a bow never shot a 3D before in my life and I was paired up with a guy that knew what he was doing and that was cool I didn't realize that they had score rings on them. <laughs> so what do I do? 27 yards, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was an Impala. And I shot that Impala right through the nose. <laughs> we get down there, and he says, oh, you got a five, whatever. Yeah, five. whatever, you hit foam, you yeah. five. Yeah, you get five. I said, what do you mean? He looks at me, well, you didn't score. I said, well, I killed this Impala, obviously. <laughs> He goes, no, Ross, th- th- you got to do this. Oh, okay. And see the little rings down here? I never knew they had rings. Yeah? So, but... I mean, you know, they kind of generally, you know, it's fun to go for the kill shot, of course, if, you know, particularly you like is hunting, mm-hmm. you know? And most most archers love hunting. Right. And I do too. I don't do it a whole lot. But, uh yeah, you just go for the kill shot. Well, there is guys that specifically show up to 3D shoots, which, is it good? It's good for them. It's not good for the people that own the targets because obviously they're tearing up a spot where they can't get inserts or whatever. Sure. You can't replace it. So, but there is guys that show up to 3D, 3D tournaments that just shoot for kills. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I will shoot one arrow for kills, and then I will shoot another arrow for score. Sure. And then I'll take, the obviously, the score arrow. Yeah. And a lot of times, I'll show up with different no- different colored knocks, too. Because you know which... You know where you're at. Yeah. So... Maybe the arrow's a little heavier or... Yeah, or lighter. whatever. That way you know. But, I mean, is it is it right or wrong? I mean, if, you're, if it's for competition, they, would, they wouldn't score two arrows. Sure. Yeah, um, but for fun, the yeah. fun shoots. Yeah, yeah. For fun. Yeah, you can definitely. Do and that. that's, and I you, mean, that's what I'm into. So you did that uh, earlier this year in, in Flagstaff. Yep. Yeah, we did the HHA. Um, yeah, we we had a, we had a lot of fun doing that. I would have liked to go to that one. I know was, the targets were pretty far, but I would like to done it. Yeah, like because uh, um, I wanted to bring my dog, and they said no, but we had dogs there anyways. Yeah, then I texted you and said, "Hey, there's people here with dogs." Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was kind of that was bullshit on that one. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's three D's are great. Three D's are good for the kids too. Yeah, they enjoy that's, it. That's sure. another thing because they yeah. want to they want to shoot the frogs and they want to shoot the, the dinosaurs alligator, man. and the alligators. Yeah, Dude, alligator. What is uh? There's a new one now, like uh, the fantasy ones. There's like an an imp 
and like a orc looking thing. Those are fun to shoot at. And uh, recently, you guys had the October shoot for Halloween. Yeah. And shooting Undead Fred was yeah, great. Yeah, we we put that on, and uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Seeing you crawling that blind and. <laughs> <laughs> I've never shot a bow in a blind before, and that was uh, that was interesting. I definitely had to half cock the <laughs> like. You know, like a big old cant inside the <laughs> the tent there, but it worked. It worked, and that I was, did. I went. I had, I think, four out of five. Yeah, yeah. That was that was gangster style right there. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. GTA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then, so, but uh, previous year I shot a couple of tournaments that were three D, and there's one that's in Flagstaff. Um, Every year at Mormon Lake, except for this year. Right. And that I took a second on that one, and that felt good because the previous year I did fifth. Okay. So it felt, it felt like a rewarding, you know. Yeah. And I sure. shot with some top guys. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I do want to shoot Mormon Lake, and I do want to shoot the one down. Isn't there one down in uh, Tucson area? Yes. So that's a dragoon. Yeah, dragoon. That's um, what it's called. That's part of they put that with the the triple crown. Okay. And that was what I was supposed to do this year, is to do the Triple Crown of Arizona. It's basically four shoots, and you shoot them, and you can drop one out of the four of the four shoots. Oh, okay. So you can go to three instead of four. all four. Yeah. 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 And then Dragoon would be like, cause since it's so far away, I was going to drop that one. Because <laughs> it's, it's what? From here, it's like six hours. and Yeah. That's not fun. At least not for me, anyways. Yeah, I don't like driving. Yeah, <laughs> get in, get in, and crank up the eat, sleep, archery. Yeah, right. Podcast and just there'll be enough of them uh, next year. To yeah, they, to there will again. be. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> this is we're on number three. Lucky number three. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We're def- we're gonna keep it going, and uh, yeah. hopefully, all you local guys listening, hopefully here in the near future, we're gonna have t-shirts. That's right. Yeah. With that new logo. I'm working on that. Yeah. With that new logo. So. Very nice. Um, no, it's, it's, we're going to do it all. Yeah. We want to do it all. And you seem to be enjoying that. And it's, it's, I can see you've been relaxed a little bit doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not just focused on the shop here and uh, that kind of thing. It's something that you're enjoying and I see it in you. Like you excited to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, we're we're always down here at Desert Archery hanging out. Um, we're always doing shoots as much as we can, all of us. I mean, we here in our little town, dude. We've got a pretty good group of guys. No, there's that travel. There's a lot of archers in town, for and sure. that's and that's not including you know Desert Archery shop shooters. No. Um, but, and I I can't say enough good things about those guys. Like they, I mean, myself included. Um, yeah, there's a good, there's a healthy amount of hunters in this town. Right. Um, as for, you know, for target shooters, uh, there's not many. Um, I wish there was more. I wish there was more people that would shoot my style of shooting. That way, right. I have somebody to shoot against, and that pushes you. Or with. Or with. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, there's a... Uh, there's another group of people that put on shoots, and that's Inside Out Archery. Mm-hmm. They're here in town. Yep. And uh, I shot with them in Vegas, and they put on 3D shoots in town. Yeah, they do. They'd, I always forget they do 3Ds. They uh, did 
three this year? I think three. And I was at them all, and it's fun. Just a fun shoot. Yeah. You shoot about, uh, I think it's 40 targets or 30 targets. I can't remember. They have a raffle, too, don't they? They do have raffles, yep, yep. all the time. Yeah, just your entry fee, and then you can buy some tickets. And what is going on? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the and hopefully I think because the person who puts it on is very busy with work, and the his name is Brad, and so he's been busy with work. So hopefully, maybe in December they might have something. Not sure, but it's leading up to like January and February, they put on at least one shoot a month. At least that's what they're trying to do. Right. Well, we got hunting season around the corner too. Yeah, the hunting season's gonna happen again. Um, I was wrong on my on my date on the first episode. It's actually December nineteenth. It's when over the tech counter. Yep. Opens back up. It's when deer opens. Okay. Yep. I I thought it was the sixteenth, and then Taco told me it was nineteenth, which makes sense because it's on Saturday and. Yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. So I don't think we're gonna do hunt dates again on the, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have the book in front of you. And go, right. Because it's Arizona for hunting is, you have to put in... Well, they change, know, it changes lottery. every year. Yeah, the dates always change. You know? What areas open. Right. Um, Arizona's not easy to hunt at all. Nope. It's a lot of spawn stalking. Yeah. A lot of it. I still want you to get a Havilland tag. Would like to get a Havilland <laughs> tag? I want to see somebody um, kill one with a recurve. It'd be fun. It would be... That would be fun. Not only that, just just to walk... Not walk, but even just to, to creep up on it. Right. And to not have it see you. Because I've done that with doe. They're blind anyways. Oh, are, are they really blind? Yeah. Yeah, they can't see where shit at. Yeah, they live with their nose. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> so stay stay behind them. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had does walk up on me. And of course, you have to shoot... Um, antler deer here in Arizona. Right. And so that is a really cool feeling. <laughs> Just to see, like, this animal has no clue that you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been very close to doe. Never been close to an antler deer, though. They're a little more skittish. I yeah. Think. Yeah, they don't get big because they're dumb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to walk up onto a javelina and take him, or take it, with a traditional style of bow would be tremendous with a with a wooden arrow and a three feathered stick and <laughs> right <laughs> and, a, and an old school zwicky broadhead that you had to sharpen before you brought it <laughs> no i'm not just uh flint nap it yeah there you go yeah Get some glass yeah there you go that'd be fun that would be that would be cool <laughs> that's that the would, ultimate right there that would be cool yep anything anything coming up uh for shooting um December, no for me, because what I do for a living, it's very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in January, there's multiple things that open back up. Right. Um, so in the first part of January would be Arizona State indoor shooting, um, the championship for that. I'll definitely do that again. Um, I came in first this year of doing it. And okay. I shot against, I think it was three or four archers, and I, I did well. Um, I shot my average, which is fine for shooting on the line. Um, my, my average is like 247s, you know, that kind of thing. And then I'll do that in January. 
And then the biggest one is I'll be going to compete at Lancaster Classic. Right on. Um, as long as, you know, states don't close down. Right. But yeah, got my plane ticket, got my ticket. Awesome. Um, to go, and that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Because just to, because I shot Vegas multiple times, right? In Vegas, there's still, it's, it's a go so far for Vegas in February. Yeah. Um, but to shoot with those guys is amazing. Like the big names in the sport, right? Um, in the style that I shoot, they're super friendly. Right. Down to earth, just want to have fun, you know, hooting and hollering. Yep. That's the best thing about it. Yeah. Just there to have fun. So yeah, I'll go shoot Lancaster. Um, looking forward to that. That's the big one this year, and then I'll do Vegas again. So I want to talk about Vegas for just a minute. Sure. You've shot Vegas how many years? I've shot it twice now. Okay. So I shot it in 2019, um, and I shot my modern style, you know, longbow, re- mm-hmm. reflex, deflex. Right. And I, I was I got positioned in the fourth flight. Um, in that, and I think I was in eighth place, and I shot my way up to third. Um, in Vegas. In Vegas, in my fourth flight. Okay. So um, it wasn't the top shooters because they on the the third day of shooting Vegas, um, they they position you where you're shooting with the like minded shooters. You right. Know what I mean, for score wise. So I was positioned in eighth, and I shot my way up to third. Okay. So I took home some money. Yeah. So it felt good. Yeah. I've paid for my entry fee, which was nice. That's awesome. Um, and then this this year, um, I uh, shot, and I was in the second flight, so that's a huge improvement from score-wise. And I was um, positioned 15th, and I shot my way up to 8th. Okay. Um, so it's, you know, once you get into, like, your position on the third day, it's it's very difficult to shoot your way up. Right. Because um, you only got, you know, 30 arrows to do so. Right, right. And I would have been so much higher uh, on my score-wise, but on the first day, I missed one arrow. <laughs> I shot, I came up to the line, um, I shot a 10. Then I let back down, you know, I'm feeling good. Shot another arrow, 10. And my heart is just racing at this point. You know, shooting two tens... In a row. In a row is not very easy to do with the style that I shoot with. Get up to the the line again, pull up. I'm nervous. I went to go let down, which is very hard to do in just in archery in general. I went to go let down and I let go. And the arrow flew off into the other target. And I was like... But I still shot really good that day. Yeah, no, that's great. What's the, for you, what's the road to Vegas look like? The road to Vegas for me um, is basically, I will get there um, Friday morning. I'll just travel from, you know, where we are in Kingman, Arizona, to Vegas, which is only about an hour and a half. Um, So I'll leave that morning on Friday. Um, You don't know shoot times until maybe like a week beforehand. Right. Um, So... In 2019, when I shot, I shot at, I think it was like 7 o'clock or 7.30. So it was super early travel. Um, super, it's like cold in there. It was like right. cold, because you're like in the auditorium. It's at the South Point, for people who do not know. Um, and the South Point is very, 
they cater towards like um, horses and like uh, barrel riding, and, right? Like, steering, like what? What's the? They get the steer or whatever. I, I forget. Team roping. Yeah, team yeah. rope. They have. Yeah. They do roping. Uh huh. Um, so it's very cold down there. So it was. I was freezing that day, but but yeah. Um, I'll shoot Friday. Um, then I'll watch a bunch of people after I done, um, shooting that day because we go with like a bunch of folks that you know in the area who are want to shoot Vegas. And you watch them, you, you congratulate them, mm-hmm. you, you cheer them on. Yeah. That's the best part, right? You yeah. have like a family to go with you. Right. And so you shoot three days, like I was mentioning, Friday, Saturday, and then you get placed and then on Sunday. Um, so this year when I shot, I was placed 43rd out of 200 and I think we had 25 shooters, 250, somewhere around there. So I, I was like, that's super good for me. Right? Oh, yeah. So this year I would like to be maybe the top 32 or 35 where I want to be in the first flight. Right. Um, that's where I want to be. That's goal. Yeah. Uh, for Vegas. So what's practice look like for you? Practice is, you know, as we get winter time, getting home from work, um, I get maybe an hour in um, before it gets dark out. So it's basically just shooting a game. So maybe 60 to 70 arrows. A day? A day, yeah. Is that, would you recommend that for somebody that's listening that is going to go out tomorrow, come down to Desert Archery and buy a bow? Um, yes and no. Uh, you would have to start learning just in general, but feel comfortable. If you want to shoot like a recurve, you don't want to overbow yourself because when you pull back that bow and you're holding that weight, you want something that's very easy to learn the mechanics sure. of it. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to start off bad. You want to start off with, you know, good form. Um, you can. There's plenty, plenty of material out there on YouTube, and <coughs> various forums, and, and Facebook groups. The knowledge is out there. But I would start low. I would st- low poundage bow. Um, maybe just have fun. Just look at the target and... Get, just get yourself a target and then shoot at it. Right. Who cares where you land on the target? Uh-huh. Just shoot. Right. That's all that matters. Just just do it. So, yeah, maybe 30 arrows, 100 arrows, as long as your shoulder's kicking it. Yeah. You know, as long as your exactly. arms are okay because you have to hold the your bow hand has to steady that bow. Right. Something that's, yeah, I would say shoot. Just shoot. Just What's your, what is your personal opinion on the Boy Scout programs and the school programs as far as recurve shooting? Um, well, I only know of, personally, of the gentleman that you had on last podcast, Tom. He's the coach for the school program. Right. Um, I think it's amazing, especially starting young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. As for what Boy Scouts, I don't... I didn't... I mean, back in the day, they used to... I don't even know if they do it now. Yeah, I don't but, even know if there are Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, but... To be honest with you. Right. Um, but I was... But things of the sort, what is your opinion on it? Oh, I think starting kids young is the... That's where the future lies, right? In anything. Just start them young. Um, it, not only that, it teaches confidence. It teaches safety and responsibility. Right. Um, I think it's a great idea if they do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do too. Um, every so often, I'll come down to Desert Archery, and 
there'll be a kid in here or whatever and I go over to shoot and they come in and and they start shooting and and just giving pointers you you, you don't get that at a gun shop no no cause and you rarely get that it'd be mostly their parents at a range talking yeah and that kind of thing yeah, you rarely. I mean, with anybody, kind of, we're getting off topic well, yeah, here. So. But with anybody going to a gun range, you rarely get that. You rarely get the guy beside you Who saying, would, "Oh, hey, you're not pulling the trigger right." Right. I see what you mean. But in archery, you get that a lot. Oh yeah, people come up and talk to you. Hey, you know, you might want to try this or right. you know, just do it your way. But here's a, something mm-hmm. easy to do and. Yeah. Focus on that, and that's I've slowly changed my form as people have talked to me over the years. Uh, as I've only been shooting three years now, mm-hmm. um, which isn't very long at all. Right. And I'm, I'm, I started when I was forty, and I'm forty three now. Yeah. Yeah. So midlife crisis or what? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I said, it saved my life. <laughs> I didn't buy that speedy car. I bought that sweet looking bow. Right. Right. <laughs> But yeah, it basically was. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's great. That's great. Um, so you haven't hunted with your bare bows? I have not hunted with uh, the reserve <clears throat> or the longbow yet. Okay. I've only done uh, the compound, and that was a couple years ago. Um, we had traveled to the Snowball Range area, which is, I think, seven east peaks um, for zones in Arizona. And... It was opening season for antler deer, and um, like I said, I had doe walk up on us all the time there, but as for seeing antler deer, they were, I was spotted first before we ever saw them. So. Right. What's your, uh, what's your compound look like? My compound is like the make, or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all, all around. Okay. Um, my compound is a, uh, an elite cure is what i shoot um i love shooting that just as much as i love shooting my trad bows okay um archery is basically this podcast eat sleep archery that's it that's it (laughs) i love to shoot everything yeah um but i love to shoot like i will shoot like when you go to fun shoots and stuff i'm saying shoot a lot take a drink um (laughs) (laughs) um i will shoot uh recurve one day and then compound the next right because I just love to, just to fling arrows. So what arrows are you shooting out of your compound? Compound arrows, I shoot Black Eagle, um, I forget what the name, Out, Outlaws, I think. Oh, okay. I think yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a huge Black Eagle fan, not to, not like we're, you know, I don't know what's the right word, sponsored or anything like that. No. I just love shooting, I like them because they also make black eagle vintage uh-huh for the traditional style of archery and they look bitchin yeah they look nice they, they fly they nice do. um and i also shoot <laughs> for my barebow recurve i shoot uh, the black eagle ps23s okay a yeah. little bit fatter arrows yeah what uh i think our, our next podcast our next episode or the episode after that is going to be strictly on broadheads going to be short and sweet just about broadheads. Probably going to do it myself. But I've been kind of asking everybody, you know, what their opinion is on broadheads. And I know we're kind of bouncing around. Um, 
But what's your opinion on broadheads, Neil? What, so, what if you were going to b- go to Desert Archery right now and buy buy a broadhead? What would you buy? The only broadheads that I've ever purchased from Desert Archery um, have been uh, Slick Tricks, which are they basically like a field point, right? And I use that with my compound. Um, I've never bought a fixed blade uh, yet. I would like to start shooting them because I think it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a target for that yet. Um, but fixed blades are neat looking. You know what I mean? But I've bought the the company like Slick Trick. Like they, they shoot like a field point. Mm-hmm. And that's what I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't get them to shoot out of my bow. No. No. Nope. <laughs> don't know if it's me. Don't know if it's bow. My last Matthews was the same way. Okay. Um, I literally laid out three different kinds of broadheads and picked slick tricks up, and it was all over the place. Picked the next one up, and it shot fine. And what was that one? That was the the Magnus Buzzcut Stingers. And a little bit of history on that. Ted Nugent made that broadhead popular. Okay. In a compound bow. That's pretty neat. And that's he, sh- he shot them for years. I shot my pig with them last year, two years ago. And as Rhett Daniels would say, it didn't go 20. Didn't go 20. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Like Seriously, I want to do a podcast about it. Because nobody that I know of, and maybe I'm wrong, nobody talks about broadheads and what like broadheads is 100% opinion oriented and I want to test them I want to grab three or four that I'm not familiar with and shoot them and shoot them and see you gotta, yeah, and right? see what happens I mean especially for uh, the hunter's sake you know right um, like, well, I, like I said I personally have never shot them other than the slick tricks right um, so um, what it would be like into to tune a bow that's a huge ordeal because when you're shooting target, you're not, you're not using those. You know, you're you're gonna you're not gonna use that for an animal like field sure. points. Sure. So a broadheads is probably like a huge broad spectrum of stuff as yeah. well. Well, it's the same thing with arrows too, and that's that's gonna come in time. Um, I've been down desert archery. I've shot on demo. I've shot just about the, everything there is to know on the wall for arrows. And what I, did you shoot at, and how far? Um, forty yards. Okay. And whether it was whether my bow was sighted in or not for okay. that arrow. Yep. And you can tell if it's going really fast or if it's going really slow. If it's catching the wind, kind of. And deal? it's catching the wind, okay. and just everything about it. And I would study those, and I shoot victory arrows. I shoot the TKOs um, with AAE stealth or. Yeah, the A uh, Max Stealth veins. Okay. And I have shot those arrows at 130 yards accurately. Nice. No wind kick, no drift, no nothing. So, that being said, I think it would be very important for the beginner to listen to the podcast and say, you know what, I'm going to try what he's going to, what he's doing, yeah. or if I can get them lower poundage on something, or. Just something of the sort, because that's what it's all about. It's it's about eat, sleep, archery, and it's about helping the next generation or the up-and-coming. Well, I imagine, too, for like broadheads, like you're mentioning, is weight, right? Because mm-hmm. hunting is all about 
a heavy arrow, I would think, right? Well... To penetrate and... Yes and no. And, and again, that's a complete matter of an opinion. Um, I like to shoot right at a 350 grain, completely built arrow. 350? Man, my target arrows are like 600. I know. <laughs> yeah. But slow and go. Slow and slow they go. That's right. Um, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, about a 430 okay. grain arrow, uh, completely built. So I forgot about the tip. But sure. You know, I, I just think that that would be important, and maybe that would be something, too, that, that you might, you know, look at your Easton vintage, look at your Black Eagle vintage, see what shoots better, and mm-hmm. maybe we can revisit that on the the recurve longbow side. With uh, broadheads on them? With, with broadheads, without broadheads, you know. Um, so, as for a course, I've been shooting many types of arrows um, on those bows that I shoot with. And I usually lean towards uh, the black eagles or the gold tips. Right. And then the gold tips, do they are a, a good arrow. Yeah, I, I really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, they're not super expensive. I can fletch my own ones. Because I, I like to fletch arrows as well. And use my own feathers. Um, that kind of thing. Speaking right. of feathers, I uh, just recently met a guy. Who actually uh, works at Gateway Feathers, which is kind of neat. Yeah. At a 3D shoot. Yeah. Of all places. Yeah. Here in Arizona. Here in Arizona. Yeah. Um, which was amazing. Like, the people that you meet is so cool. Right. I love it. Right. No, that's... And that's awesome. But... But, yeah, I've I've leaned towards those two mostly. Right. I just like hearing different opinions on stuff. Sure. Yeah, because it's, it's wide. It's a wide variety of stuff. Yeah, it is. There's, like... You can just, like, go super easy. Here's this, here's that. And then this is one thing that I dislike about shooting the barebow recurve. Um, is there's too many gadgets involved. Yeah. And that's what I kind of dislike about shooting compound. There's just too much going on. Um, and that's why I enjoy traditional style, just off the shelf. Don't gotta, If I miss, it's me. Right. You know what I mean? It's nothing else. No equipment issue. Yep. It's me. Yep, exactly, exactly. And then with the the bare bow recurve, um, you have a plunger and a rest, and you adjust those all so the time. So explain how that works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on on they have wooden risers that are that shoot bare bow recurve, but uh, most of them are aluminum risers, and you have a rest that's a little bit elevated from the shelf of the bow. And you have a plunger on either right or left side, depending on, you know, if you're right or left-handed. Mm-hmm. And basically what the plunger does is it's a little button that sticks out and it's movable either by spring or magnets um, or otherwise. And what it does is it either stiffens up the arrow when it launches from the, at that point. Because um, when you shoot, there's a paradoxing of the arrow. So moving that plunger uh, stronger for the spring or magnet is either going to stiffen it or weaken the arrow, and that's going to adjust left and right a lot. Right. Um, And then you have to adjust for up and down and for your rest, because shooting outdoor and indoor, I shoot two different uh, um, widths of an arrow, so that's very time-consuming to adjust that just right. Um, but that's basically the, all the plunger and rest does. Okay. 
and I kind of like side in with my my uh, what do you call it my tab I use a Yoast tab and that's basically gives me my yardage right because I wanted that point always to be on something and I adjust with my tab up and down of distance that's that's the sight is back here not in the front Right, so your 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 tab, you're going off the elevation of that. Correct, yeah, because yeah. you're tillering the bow. Right, um, and that's in a whole nother, you know, if you want to keep going into that, is uh, tillering a bow is from the the angle when the string comes together when you're pulling back the bow, is it more obtuse? Is that right? Is that even the right term for that? <laughs> obtuse for that? Um, it's not as it. A straight right angle kind of deal. Right. So on a compound, you would call that apex. Okay. Yeah. At the so, very far end. Yep. So you would have like maybe one string, maybe, this is just an example, 45 and the other one's 37 or 65. You know, it's different. Right. Um, if I can, I definitely didn't explain that right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get into too much of the details. I think we got a, <laughs> I think we got an idea. <laughs> but, uh. But yeah, there's a little, there's a lot of fidgets, a lot of fidgeting going on with the bare bow. Right. That I dislike. I still can't shoot one. I mean, you could. I, I could. <laughs> I dedicated. So that's 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 the thing too, right? Like a lot of people say, "Who shoot compound?" Oh, I cannot shoot a traditional bow. I say, "Yes, you can. You can do it. It just takes time." <clears throat> yeah. It, it's repetitiveness. It is. It is. Um, it's just like anything else. Yeah. Exactly. It's it, not that I can't shoot one. It's yeah. that I choose not to. Sure. Because this is how I equate shooting combo bow. It's very similar to maybe shooting a, a rifle, right. where you have a sight, you have a peep and a sight, and mm-hmm. you aim, um, that kind of thing. Um, so, but yeah, so anybody can just pick up a bow and just shoot. And I would recommend shooting traditional because it's it's so much fun, and you enjoy it. You get to not only that when you're shooting a traditional bow. You can watch the arrow fly. Yeah, you can. With, that's what's neat. Because you you're not as going as fast as when you're shooting a compound. You get to see that bow. Oh, not that bow. You should see that arrow spin in yeah. midair. And it's so neat. And Ex- flex. Yes. Yeah. And when you're shooting long distance, because um, a couple months back, we had set up um, a 101-yard elk shot. Okay. And we get out there, you get six arrows. Um, this is for like a raffle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I hit it twice at 101 yards with my my bow that I got from a gentleman. And that's just amazing. Just to aim at the sky <laughs> and then just let loose and watch that arrow just hit, just go so high and then just see it drop down and boom <laughs> and hit. I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I hit it like in the lungs area. That's awesome. We would consider like the the eight ring. Yeah, yeah. But that's one aspect of it. Right on. Any other things about uh, traditional style? I think we covered it all, Neil. You got anything else? I mean, I can just randomly talk about things. (laughs) Just randomly (laughs) talk about things. Um, So, let's see. Uh, Who got me into... Uh, shooting a trad bow was a gentleman by the name of Noah Strange. Okay. Um, he shoots a very, um, a D, 
it's basically in the shape of a D, longbow. Okay. And he shoots a Howard Hill. And that he was the one who pushed me into shooting this this style. And I can't say nothing bad about it. Like it's made I made the best choices in my life shooting archery right now. That's awesome. And that's that's all I'll leave on that note. Yeah. Like that's that's great. And I eat sleep archery <laughs> all day long. <laughs> right on, Neil. Well, all right, guys. Well, this has been the Eat Sleep Archery Podcast. It's going to be, what, episode three? Episode three. Episode three, all Lucky about trad. So we're going to try to pump one out uh, possibly before Thanksgiving, possibly the Friday after. So we're we're working on some stuff kind of behind the scenes. Um, but I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Happy if Thanksgiving. I, if I don't get on here beforehand... So, I just want to say, hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, be safe, eat, sleep, archery. Thanks, guys.